While the family's together for the holidays, why not plan your next summer vacation? Right now, Ocean Isle Beach has lots of places to choose from. So book your Ocean Isle Beach getaway today at OceanIsleStyle.com. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. New man as the big bad booty daddy. Who's you don't that? have nothing to worry about it. Who's that? Oh, We're no. gonna film everything. No. And you can watch. No. Oh. You're blind. You can't see nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? New man is. By the way, this bit sucks. <laughs> you hear that? It sucks. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 46. Ooh, we're live and in living color at the Green Door Studios with uh, the master maestro himself, Threaten the Savage. What's up? What's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, and with us today, we have a very special guest, Shane Evans. Did I did I botch that name? No, right on, man. It's, right. it's a good old Irish family name, and you, you hit it on the head. Hell yeah. <laughs> we like that. Uh, Shane is the current new owner of... The Historical Art Theater in lovely downtown Hobart, Indiana. Oh my God! Can I get a hell yeah? This is true. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, not only that, but you guys have also hostily taking over <laughs> we're taking over uh the three monkeys bar next door too right yes yes uh still three monkeys at this time but um we're going to be updating that name being that we are uh, i'm a hobart guy our little kickback to the city here it's going to be brick house bar and grill nice you heard it here first on juice pro wrestling a new name change we like that yeah brick house bar and grill um art theater will not change that's the staple in the city um, doing a lot of cool upgrades at the theater, though, I'm sure we'll get to here at some point. But uh, that will stay the same. Um, the bar itself, uh, um, the name will change. So we got we to gotta update that a little bit. Sweet. Did we, didn't want to franchise the Three Monkeys name. Not quite worth it. No. <laughs> no, it's not like it's Celebration Station or something. Yeah. That I would do. <laughs> right? Where's Harry the Hound? <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I like that bar. I like that space. You know, we were talking earlier before we went on air that uh, – there, you know, us being a couple of Hobart boys, it's uh, I mean, there's a lot of historical relevance as far as the city's concerned, our childhoods are concerned. 
Hell, I tried to uh, finger blast abroad to Congo like three times in a row in one week. <laughs> That's dedication. Congo, the, the movie with the gorillas? Yeah, yeah. Sarah, this. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah wants, Sarah wants. <laughs> right, right. Had, had had my first kiss in front of the theater, and, and not many people know this story, and I'm a, a little embarrassed to tell it, but... Don't be scared. I was trying to kiss this girl the whole movie, okay? <laughs> so finally, we what, get outside. What movie was it? God, I don't even remember. It was sixth Congo. grade. I was sixth grade. A lot of shit happened during Congo. <laughs> yeah. The Abyss? Yes. Sixth grade for me would have been, what, 1990? Oh, shit. So I, who knows, man? I I wasn't worried about the the damn movie, I'll tell you that. Um, but, That's right. Um, so we finally get outside, and I finally get the balls, and I kiss this girl, and we're making out pretty hardcore, man. And going to find out, I turn around, and there's my dad in his car there to pick me up. <laughs> my dad got to see the whole thing. I'm like, please continue. At least my old man, he, he didn't, like, lay on the horn and stop me or nothing. You right. know what I mean? He just let it happen, and I got in the car embarrassed as shit, but he never said nothing. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but that happened right out here, right and right, and almost in front of your, your studio. So <laughs> Nice. We Congratulations. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Purveyors of love here at the Green Door Studio. Hello, ladies. Shout Let's out to Val Venus. <laughs> yeah. Was that a little Al Green you were doing? That's the little and that's all of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Rev. <laughs> uh, you guys got a, a pretty big event coming up as it pertains to professional wrestling and the fans of professional wrestling, which we like to call them here the JP Woo, the Juice Pro Wrestling Universe. Love um, it. Love Hornswoggle. It. Yes, yes. Um, doing stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, not... I wasn't that familiar to Hornswoggle, and when I mentioned it to my son, he was pretty pretty stoked about it, and some other people. Um, but yeah, it's gonna—I don't know if it's kind of like a variety type thing they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a handful of other comedians that are on board with it as well that that are coming with his group. Right. Um, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, the feedback we've gotten so far from the community and, and people that you know support this, you guys, and everything has been awesome. So uh, we really want to continue to work with that community you know when you know obviously jake the snake had a show there yeah. last year yeah we were um, there for that yep I, I didn't get to go to that one but in any of those type of acts that come through you know it's important to cater that part of our of our community and have these acts in there have let everybody have a good time and um it's going to be a really 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 fun and cool event and uh we're definitely excited for it man. what uh what date does that fall on um, that's the end of the month I yeah believe, that's right? the end of march um, oh, March. I'm here. I am thinking it's m- fucking March already. <laughs> Hold on, let me uh, clear something up real quick. Justin, it's February. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. We were doing some logistics before we started recording, and both of us <laughs> lost four weeks mentally. Man, and we're we were trying lost! to figure out what happened. Hey, if it's only four weeks, then you're that's a win in my book. We're yeah, staring right? at calendars with the number two <laughs> <Yeah>. on them, <laughs> and we're both like, today, like it, there's a special day coming up, and we're like, it's today. Yeah, it's it's today. How do we miss it? It's t- yeah, and it's so yeah, no, it's, it's a, next month today. Yeah, it's yeah. A next month. Yeah, next month. So it's uh Saturday, March the thirtieth. Um, anybody out there looking for tickets? We do. We are selling pre-sale tickets right out of the bar. Nice. So you can stop at any time. Twelve bucks. Um, what's tw- the address? Um, the address uh, of, the, of the bar and theater is two three zero Main Street. That's right. So right downtown Hobart, across from from the post office. Um, we're all, you know, we're, we're always there. We're there from, you know, we open at 11. Um, we'll go till midnight every night, uh, 2 a.m. Saturday or Friday, Saturday. So you can buy tickets there all the time. Um, and, or if not, you can hit our box office day of show. Nice. So we're working now at, um, developing an online ticketing system. Um, looks like that we'll be doing some, some things in the future through ticket web. Um, so pretty big company that we're trying to get on with, yeah. get an account set up. 
you know, your printed home tickets, mail tickets, will call, whatever. So um, go, going big with the ticketing agency, of course, they're going to get their piece, you know, but right. um, we want to, they can do a lot of good things for businesses. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Hornswoggle event, man, it's going to be, it's going to be great. You know, I, I don't know a whole lot about him, honestly. You know, I mean, I saw him for the first time just recently at the Women's uh, Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess apparently he Yeah, when he out. came out underneath yeah, the ring. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw that. I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah. And like, my son looks at me like, Dad, it's Hornswoggle. Yeah. <laughs> they held a wrestler's court underneath the ring, like back in the day. Uh, well, not that far, but I'd say in the last 10 years when uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels uh, reformed Degeneration X. And got some news coming up on them guys here in a short minute. But uh, they did a wrestler's court. They they took the cameras underneath the ring, right? Like Hornswoggle uh, had the court down there. So Triple H and Sean go down in there. And then it goes into like this little mini wrestler's court thing. And it was just, it was a weird fucking segment <laughs> to say the least. But um, he basically lived underneath the ring. Yeah, that's, that's his deal, right? Yeah, he lives yeah. underneath the ring. And he that- was also... Before WWE brought back the cruiserweight title a couple of years ago, he was the very last cruiserweight champion that there ever was, which is a little fucking weird. Yeah, right. You know, you th- when you think of the cruiserweight title, I'm sitting here thinking of guys like Chris Jericho or Rey Mysterio, or Eddie Guerrero. You know, you don't necessarily think of Hornswoggle. Well, I was surprised. I was I was looking some information. When he, I was surprised of his weight. How much does he weigh? I, I Three hundred forty-five pounds. <laughs> Fuck out! Fuck oh. out! <laughs> a whopping two eighty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I'm serious. It was. It was like close to one forty. Is that? I. I, mean, I want to. Which I was like, man, I was. It wasn't that. A, I weighed that not that long ago. Short, but he's a muscly dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, he's, yeah, maybe like, yeah. It was. He does one thirty something. I think. You think but, he could kick, kick Wee Man's ass? From Jackass, no doubt. Kick the juice's ass. Oh man, he'd have a rough. He'd have he'd have a more difficult time with me. Well, because you're a fucking giant, man. You're like the cousin of Andre. But the (laughs) (laughs) speaking of Andre, he might drop in at any time. So prepare yourself, Shane. (laughs) Oh, I would I would love that. I mean, (laughs) you never know. Hell, Andre could be creeping about. Did someone right? say my name? Oh, shit, there he is. Hey, how you doing? Good, Andre. How are you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like my accent is changing. I uh, In heaven, we have YouTube. And I've been watching lots of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme videos. I feel like today I sound a lot like him. Well, I figure maybe it could be that or just the copious amounts of alcohol you've consumed. Ah, that never had an effect. Then they know they have an effect now. <laughs> well, could, could, couldn't you drink, like, you know, two cases at a time, Andre? Holy legend. <laughs> Prove it! <laughs> oh, damn, man. I gotta go. All right, see you later, big guy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Andre. Oh, man, gotta love it when Andre the Giant stops by. No one else has that, you know? They they they're not as big and as wet and as bad as the JP Dub. <laughs> so yeah, um, thanks for making it gross. <laughs> oh well, bigger, wetter, badder. Go hard in the paint or go the fuck up. Anyways, moving on. As I was talking about DX, uh, real quick news uh, segment, if you will. The quote: "The American dream doth the roads." D Generation X is the first announcement as far as the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Uh, a lot of Praise and controversy at the same time. Now, the praise, obviously, DX is one of the most influential groups probably that had ever existed in professional wrestling. I mean, there wouldn't be, really be no Young Bucks without them, but they're 
there's also another group that I was kind of like, yeah, you know, that should have went in first, and that is the New World Order. So I, I was, I got a little bit of flack on Twitter for like, I, I wasn't trying to hate, but I'm like, okay, you're bringing in DX, who essentially was an NWO ripoff. Like at the time, the NWO was so hot in WCW and WWF, as it was known then. Uh, had to have an answer for that, you know, and to have some kind of cool, like, heel group or stable or gang, if you want to call it that, and DX was the answer for that. So, in a way, it kind of sours my grapes just a little bit that uh, the NWO is not getting in beforehand. Um, But DX, at some point in time, would have had to have gone in, so it's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and rag on them because it's still cool, but the other huge kind of... issue that's going on with this is china i was gonna say i see china here is going in huh right and it's about damn time it is it, uh, she did so much for women's professional wrestling she and was an, it and an I think era, every guy fell in i fell in love with china for a brief yeah, time and then i saw her playboy and i still you know <laughs> the pages got stuck together that's what got me going <laughs> all right didn't she do some uh movies as well at oh some she point? did yeah she did she, she had, had quite films. the spread <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? And I, I've told the story on here numerous times, so I'm not going to tell, tell it again. You know, I might as well fuck it, yeah, crank it up, it. fuckers. So right before China, actually the day of, slower. The day of. I mean, I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I meant sex here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't so, do sex here. Just tell the story. Sorry. All right. So uh, she's been gone for what, a couple of years now, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the day of, the morning of, I was watching. Uh, you know. Back then, I used to uh, frequent, uh, what was it, Pornhub, I think, mm, in the morning before always, I go to work, you know? Always a classic. You know? Whip it up! Uh, so I took care of business beforehand, and I, the video I came up on was like a Avenger spoof. Gross. Where she was She-Hulk, and she, mm. normally I, I was like... Slower. There was, <laughs> there was a point where I thought China was like, all right, like hot, you know, like back in the day in WWF. And then afterwards, it's kind of like she took like the nosedive into like alcohol and drugs and, you know, a little too much botched surgery yeah. and all that shit. And it was, she was kind of rough. But uh, when she was painting up green like the She-Hulk, man, I'll tell you, there was just something about that paint rubbing off down her Panama Canal that, you know, just aroused me. I wish you would stop looking at me in my eyeballs right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys want I like to step out from no, he gets, I like doing it to him because he gets super uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and then I saw. <laughs> no. Well, no. So, you know, anyways, I finished up. I zipped up. And <laughs> I kept things real tight, real clean. Real Felt like a new man, I'm sure. Huh? I did. I did. And literally only five minutes later to find out that she had passed away. Oh, that was like your own personal tribute to China then. It was a cum tribute. (laughs) They do these things, I guess. Cum tribute. You guys, if you're out there listening, Google cum tribute. It is a real thing. I don't think it is essentially what I described to you, but cum tributes are real. You You can make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a build your own. <laughs> it's choose, like choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Which way will it go? I don't know. <laughs> I like that. The Hardly Boys. I got a raging clue. <laughs> but yeah, that was my China experience. Um, it's kind of weird to see her go in, though, because WWE, there was a lot of controversy surrounding her um leaving the company she was with triple h this was uh in the business they call you know wrestling with everything that is real we don't say the f word on here but uh that kayfabe you know yeah um so when there's things that aren't 
kayfabe, like their relationship. Uh, they were really together in real life, and then we all know what happened with Triple H. He got together with Stephanie McMahon. Wise business decision. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the daughter of the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation. Hey. Not a bad move. Here's to you. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so China left. Uh, there was kind of no communication after that. She was kind of, I guess, if you want to call it like shunned. I think she appeared in TNA Impact once or twice. And then other than that, she did porn. Um, WWE being a publicly traded company, which is really geared towards kids nowadays and like family-friendly environment, even though she had passed, which they have been known to induct uh, guys, how do you say it, posthumously. Um, for example, you have uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Another huge one was the Macho Man. Oh, yes, dig it. Randy best, Savage. He was the best. Uh, he was another guy that was inducted, and but he also had beef uh, with WWE. Um, there were rumors of him and Stephanie McMahon doing things back in the day. What's it like? Boom, 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 boom. Having a Roni. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Daddy loved that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. She. She's got a puke. <laughs> so you've um, seen some other good names in the note. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. I mean, that's all part of that that group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Triple H. I believe it's his first time going in, and he's he's still somewhat of an active wrestler. Uh, he is the what is he the CFO? I believe of WWE. Like legit, he runs. Uh, I know he writes and runs NXT. With Shawn Michaels, uh, 205 Live, which is their cruiserweight show on Tuesday nights on the network, he he's doing he took over that. Um, I have no problem with the way Triple H produces a show because the hottest product in WWE right now is NXT. Yeah, uh, it they just they have the best indie talent, man. The guys that really go fucking hard. There's none that I love some of the wackiness that is professional wrestling. Sure, but when it gets to be a little too much or just like too absurd. To the point where, you know, we all love things that are like, man, this was so bad, it's good. Or it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah. You know, like we were talking earlier about The Room. You know, Tommy was so Something like that. Uh, the way I feel about WWE's product as far as their mainstream product, like SmackDown and Raw, it's not like that. Like, it's so bad, it's bad. Where, so and, is, that, is that like his entry into, like, you know, production or whatever he's doing or what? Yeah, it's basically Triple H is doing now, excuse me, um, he's... Pretty much being groomed to be the next Vince McMahon. Yeah. Once Vince finally and Vince is, I just looked this up the other day. He's fucking like seventy three years yeah, old. Yeah, I don't know how he's alive still. But I mean, all the all the juice belief, that has dude. been through those veins. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, he was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. I think the last time was within the past five years, I believe. You know, so in his late sixties, still fucking huge and cut. And yeah. from what I understand, he's got a ridiculous midnight workout routine. That like he never fucking strays away from, and uh, if anybody out there remembers back in the day, he actually tried his hands. We all know about the failed attempt at the XFL, and it's you know coming back in 2020. So we'll see what happens there. But he also tried because Vince loves those big, tight, hard bodies. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't? It, yeah, he tried his hands at uh, bodybuilding and had the WBF back in the day, the World Bodybuilding Federation, which is absolutely ridiculous. But hey, Vince likes him big, big and tall. How was that not a thing before Vince? I would I would have figured the World Bodybuilding Federation would have been something at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have stuff like the Mr. Universe. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that's what he was trying to kind of emulate yeah. to some degree. 
And speaking of that, Arnold Schwarzenegger, another huge wrestling fan. I think his favorite wrestler is Bruno San Martino. Um, but yeah, as far as guys going in with DX, well-deserved uh, with Triple H. Shawn Michaels, his second time going in, uh, this time as a part of D-Generation X. The China thing, my whole beef was, this is the only way they can get her in. You know, as, yeah. and because it, it, it's not going to solely be focused on her. And I hope they do something cool as far as, like, remembering her or mentioning her, because she was a strong fucking woman figure back in the Attitude Era when it was all about women in WWF. They were just sex objects. Yeah. You know, you had Sable coming out with the gigantic bosoms, or as Al Bundy would call them, Hooters Pig. Uh, <laughs> well, China would, she'd whip some ass, too. She'd be in yeah. there with the dudes. I she mean, was the Intercontinental yeah. Champion. Yeah. She was the first woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble match, which, you know, they've done it. A couple times since then, but uh, I remember watching that back in the day, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You she know? was I impressive. Like she, I feel like she should get in on her own merit because right. other than like the glow ladies, and then like the older ladies, like what's her name, Fabulous Moolah, and yeah, yeah, May Young, her, and May that. Young. Like after her, who's the person that wasn't seen as a pure sex symbol that was seen as like a wrestler, right? And even though she did Playboy and porn, yeah, <laughs> it's but, weird, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is, but but that was like a different path. But right. you see the new wrestlers who are like the female wrestlers, and most of them are sexy, but they're also super athletic and they all have good gimmicks, and you know, it, it's. But China was huge, though. But yeah, China was. She huge. was huge. I mean, I don't know what those those final dimensions were, but oh man, that was a that was a big woman. I thought twenty two inch pythons. <laughs> I thought you meant popular. Triple She's H. also large. Yes. Yes. Large. Yeah, and she had large. guns, yeah. but she was popular too, though. Oh, I China. Mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, she wouldn't be doing Playboy spreads back in the day if she wasn't. Right. But but know? but like he said, I'm surprised she is not in on her own merit. Right. You know what I mean? I would. I would have thought, and me not being, you know, ultimately familiar with all of it, I would have thought at this point she was just right. as an outsider, you know. No, like I said, she kind of hit rock bottom, and there's it's same thing with any business, as you know. Uh, there's politics, man. Yeah, yeah, and politics unfortunately want to associate themselves with some of that, you know, smut or whatever. Well, even that, and then you know the underlying personal stuff, the relationship yeah, yeah. shit, you know. Yeah, right. Kinda, True. So, but that that was my kind of big argument. I think a lot of people feel the same way about I have a question. that. Yeah, not having to do with China. It might derail us for twenty minutes, but I want to ask. <laughs> Back up, Degeneration X. You would Are say. Are you ready? Top three names. I have a point. Okay. The top three names. How would you rank the group? Who would you put? One, two, three. Degeneration X. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and uh, fuck. I mean, you can't. It would have to be Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Okay, so let's say four. Mm-hmm. NWO. What four names would you put? Hogan Hall and Nash. You'd put them three. Would yeah. you? Would you have a fourth? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, you're saying who you? Uh, I get where you're you going. You were saying now. like why would they put the one before the other? But uh, I well, mean, no. What I'm saying as far as a group because the NWO was first. Yeah. And the D DX, the whole gimmick to me and to a lot of people was kind of a ripoff. It was like WWF scene acknowledging like okay, at the time NWO was super huge. We need something like that. And then all of a sudden, here's DX. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what kind of, and now they're going in the Hall of Fame first, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I hate to make it a big deal, but to me it kind of is, you know? No, I like this conversation. It's a good conversation because it's like, who's bigger? Who's had more oh, of an impact over I the last, let's say, 30 years? NWO. Triple H, Hogan, uh, or, as a, or how would you argue it? You would argue it as a group. Uh, as Hogan's a group. been celebrated so much, though. I mean, yeah. he's, I think, you know what well, I mean? We can't celebrate him enough. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it, 
the NWO was literally the cause of the second boom in professional wrestling. Okay. You know, you had the golden era, the 80s, yeah. and Hogan turning heel was by far. You'll never see that again. No. There's nothing in wrestling or really in sports unless you go back to, like, the LeBron leaving Cleveland, you know, and going to the Heat, and they even acknowledged the whole NWO thing. Fuck, they had the black and white jerseys for a hot minute, Yeah, dude. right, yeah. Um, there's nothing like that is ever going to happen again. You will not have that genuine thing where it's like, holy shit, what is going on? Where you have, that's like fucking Babe Ruth at his height with the Yankees, you know, going to like the White Sox or yeah. some well, shit. I think at that point they were doing something to kind of revitalize the sport a little bit, you know, re-energize some things, get more people involved. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, it worked. It you worked. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Big time, man. And uh, that's that's what kind of bothers me is I, I think the NWO is probably one of, if not the most important group faction that ever existed in wrestling, you know, up there with, you know, obviously you got your four horsemen. DX is important. I'm not uh, discrediting them. I'm just kind of like, like I said, sour grapes on my end. If you don't like it. Uh, Whose theme song do you like more? NWO, <laughs> for sure, dude. It's just, it's got like that. Oh, I know it's chopped up Jimi Hendrix shit, but it's got like that gangsta pimp vibe to it, you know? Like, I remember back in the day uh, when Hogan first turned, he was on Man Cow. And uh, <laughs> they're playing the NWO music and Hogan's toll heel on the show. And Man Cow's running him down. He's like, I used to look up to you, you know, the red and yellow, <laughs> the, the training, the prayers, and the vitamins. He's like, you disgust me now, sir. And he's like, oh, you hear that, brother? The sound of sweet porn music. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, as a little kid. Like, he was such like an evil heel bad guy, you know? Like, how do you, I was, that's I was like, devastated. Yeah, that dude, honestly, and not to like get into religion or anything or offend anybody. So if this does, I'm sorry. Um, that's like Jesus all of a sudden is like partners with Lucifer. That's how big that change was yeah. for me, dude. I was, the I ultimate was baby face becomes the ultimate bad guy heel that's going to do any little dirty tactic, talking shit to old ladies and you know, just like any dirty thing he can. But then I found it growing on me. I, right. I liked him and it I kind of liked cool. him more. Yeah. You know, I was like, huh, this is maybe this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was that whole nineties thing, I think, though. Everything was like rough, you right. know, like dangerous but, or you know, but you see it even more now so when when guys, you know, turn to the dark side or, you know, they go the other the route or whatever. Side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's kind of more of a commonplace thing. Right. But, you know, it happens. But he was kind of the first one to really, you know, drive that home and, and affect you. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, and then, was, in a sense, making uh, what they call heels or bad guys in professional wrestling made them cool. Yeah, you know, Stone Cold's another guy that blurred those lines. Where it's like he was a heel. Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah, <laughs> Stone Cold. Hey, shout out real quick to Stone Cold ET, who's got <laughs> YouTube sensation. He's super awesome. Shane, you gotta check him out. Stone Cold ET. Stone Cold ET. He's dressed as Stone Cold, except he has an ET mask on. I love it already. Yeah, he goes through like mcdonald's and order shit but he shows up at uh warrior wrestling at these events um oh so he's not just like some youtube sensation he's a real thing yeah yeah he'll be there so yeah <laughs> maybe real. i'll see if i can bring him to the art there you go dude that would be <laughs> awesome man you can also catch him at warrior wrestling four which is uh on the ides of march march 15th well, i'm not trying to hype anything but whenever the juice pro wrestling has their one-year anniversary party Mm. Stone Cold ET might make an appearance. Oh yeah, I would love to have Stone Cold ET and maybe Virgil, but nobody talks to Virgil. Yeah, so uh, getting back real quick to the the China thing though, because I, I really want to stress this. Like, uh, she was super important to women's wrestling, dude. At that point in time, even now, 
Her story is super sad. Uh, you know, she, unfortunately, she passed away when I think at a time when she was ready to just let bygones be bygones. But WWE didn't want that because, like I said, here's a publicly traded company, huge corporation, family friendly, yada yada yada. You were in pornography, so now you're nothing to do with us. Yeah. Do you know? Do you Which remember? Because WWE dude. is just based on all good things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's fucking bullshit, man. Because here's the deal: she never did pornography for them. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to mention that. WWE is very good at uh hey, we're the only fish in the pond, you know, we're the only we're the big dogs. They bought out WCW and ECW in 2001. They were the only professional wrestling company around. And now the great thing is is you have companies like ROH, Impact and All Elite Wrestling which are who are owned by the Khan family. I don't know if you're familiar with no. the Khans. They own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Deep fucking pockets, like Ted Turner deep pockets. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're in it to win it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and they're coming out strong. They're doing a lot of super cool, modern, creative things, but with a throwback twist, you know, like just some cool, creative dudes, man, having fun, like much like we like to do, you know, and uh, it's just it's super hot. It's bringing a buzz back into professional wrestling, and I've said it before. Like I, I think professional wrestling right now is almost like a craft beer, um, where there's so much out there, and there is a taste for everybody. You know, you don't you don't even have to be a fucking wrestling fan, but yeah. there's it's a great way of uh, entertaining yourself. Whether you're looking for action, drama, comedy, fucking even horror in some aspects, there's like all kinds of wrestling out there now tailored to anyone did somebody say whore <laughs> god damn it andre he's wasted up there dude <laughs> andre, my favorite horror gotta go <laughs> i thought the princess bride was the whore <laughs> she is we all know that yeah right <laughs> that was good that was good fucking andre um and here's the other uh thing though uh so you know i'm stressed i'm gonna get off the fact that i i do i like china i uh, I wish she would get her just well, do, do you, solo. And so I just looked it up. She died. She was 46. Yeah. It'll be three years ago in April. Okay. So she'd 46. be 49 right now. It's young. I mean, she looked good Yeah, when she passed away. And for, as far as like health and like fitness and all that, mm-hmm. when she passed away, um, do you think she would have had a place now with this new, like the wrestling To come back and chain? wrestle? Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not WWE, necessarily for WWE. Think. Yeah. Yeah. She, oh, she would be, I think, most certainly involved. Yeah. Yeah. If... Hey, had the porn thing not happened, but here's the thing: somebody would still. But pick I mean, her with up, the, only these other oh yeah, yeah. Well, TNA Impact would... did even, when, yeah, and they right. knew what she had did, and she, um, I forget what pay per view it was, but she tag teamed with Kurt Angle, to and who was back in WWE, um, to go against uh, Jeff and Karen Jarrett, which is Karen Jarrett is <laughs> Kurt Angle's ex wife. So figure that one out. <laughs> the wrestling business is a fucking circus of passion. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Um, yeah, I, I think she totally would. And I think if you actually, if we had um, nine out of ten of the top women's wrestlers from any promotion in the studio right now would probably sit down. And I would honestly believe that they would have to cite China as a fucking, if not an influence, then a person who broke ground for them. Because she wasn't just some sex symbol. She was like, holy fuck, man. This chi-. And another thing that a lot of fans are kind of uh, clamoring for in WWE, which is something that uh, Lucha Underground has given us, Impact has given us to a certain degree, is intergender wrestling. Um, 
I think it's badass. Like if Lucha Underground, the way they presented it, it wasn't like, okay, it's a female versus a male. It was like two luchadors going at it. And there's no gender. You know, in a day and age where everybody wants to be fucking PC and everybody has to, you know, women have power, men have power, all this. They were just two characters going at it. Yeah, you know, and that's fucking China cool. could legitimately compete, though. I mean, you see some of the female yeah. wrestlers now, and, and you put them against, you know, a, a male wrestler or whatever. You, okay, I, I it's a little too far-fetched for me. Right. China could legitimately compete Yeah, and, and take on some of those those higher-level talent acts. And yeah, especially some of the big dudes. Yeah. Man. You know, I mean, she had guns on her, too. <laughs> What's the tail of the tape on that one? She had, like, 24-inch pythons, brother. Um. The other kind of controversial moment or issue with uh, this announcement is Billy Gunn, who is a producer for AEW. I saw a photograph of him. He is fucking jacked beyond belief, dude. He's he's juice to the gill. That dude got to be. He it, they, it was a photograph. Yeah, it was at the gym, and you can yeah. see his hands are like dude. clenched, but. Holy shit. My comment on the JP Wu Facebook group was like his his veins are roadmaps to power and fury. <laughs> I got a I got a, so I got a phone call from JR and I yeah. couldn't answer it. And uh what he Back said up! is he goes, Hey Sretton, did you see the photograph of Billy Gunn? <laughs> Super enthused like that. He's like, he's got a great build. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sort of an inside joke. Oh guess. man. He's, he's gonna a, kill us for that. Build. Ah. Anyway. You hey derailed man. us. Hey, JR, last week, funny stuff. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Don't be mad. Yeah, yeah. Funny dude. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's yeah. all. Um, Billy Gunn, yeah, dude. You, you remember him, right? Absolutely. I'm an ass man. Yeah. Mr. Ass himself. Yeah. I liked Billy Gunn back in the day, dude. I He was a part of the smoking guns. And yeah. he got with uh, the road dog, Jesse James, or as I like to call him, the road dog, Juicy James. Um. They had a great fucking run with DX, the the second uh, incarnation of Degeneration X, where it was uh, Shawn Michaels. Look, real quick uh, history report for you guys: the original DX was Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and then you had like China and actually Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, Rick Rude left, went to WCW. Uh, China still stayed, but then Shawn Michaels. Who the fuck did he wrestle? I think it was a match with the Undertaker, maybe. Uh, where his back got fucked up real bad, and he couldn't wrestle anymore, so he ended up kind of going on hiatus, retiring, I guess, uh, for I think about four or five years before he eventually came back. But he had a serious back issue, so Triple H kind of took over, and then they brought in uh, X-Pac, and they brought in, which I was never a big X-Pac guy. I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, he was just kind of always there, and they always call it, there's this thing going around the biz, it's like a X-Pac heat, like... It's like, okay, heat is something where bad guys do some shit and they get heat for it, you know? Like, he just had a heat because no one liked him, genuinely. Like, it's like, <laughs> this guy's fucking boring. <laughs> what the hell? Like, Support for this podcast comes from Magic the Gathering Arena. You know the name. Now play the original strategy card game for free in an immersive digital experience full of explosive action and rewarding challenges. New to Magic? No problem. MTG Arena gives you the tools to become a Magic Master. Learn the basics at your own pace and unlock 15 decks just by playing. Download Magic the Gathering Arena for free on your Mac or PC, available on the Epic Game Store. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. So there's a thing called X-Pac Heat. It's a real thing. Um, so he was a part of it. And then they brought in the New Age Outlaws, uh, which I thought was a great contribution. And DX at the time, I mean, it was probably the strongest they'd ever been. Uh, but it's just so super weird now to see that they're inducting a guy who is, they know he's a producer for a company who's looking to come at yeah, them, yeah. you know, take some market share from a man. It's, yeah, it's hard to do, you know. But that—that's, I think, that's pretty much a tribute to, you know, what he did and who he is. Right. So right. at least they—they uh, they gotta acknowledge that. You know what I mean? That's important to do. Yeah. I and the funny thing for me is because wrestling fans, especially now that AEW's around, when if you go on the network and watch the, because they do the Hall of Fame every year, and sometimes I Vince has been bitching the last several years because it's like. You get a guy up there, and he's doing a fucking speech longer than Stevie Wonder, you know? <laughs> I like to thank all the people and all the children in the world. Like, man, Stevie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> get to the fucking point. Uh, there's a lot of those guys coming on in the WWE doing that shit, and Vince is like, man, we can't have a fucking eight-hour Hall of Fame no, ceremony. Nobody wants you know? to sit there for that long. No, no. And fuck, and to be honest with you, I don't want to sit there that long for Mania anymore, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, the way their booking is going, it's just it's fucking horrendous. But anyways, uh, I think it would be super awesome, and with the smart marks and all the smart fans that are out there that know that AEW is here, and when Billy Gunn comes out, if we get an AEW chant, that would be fucking super cool. That's just kind of like... in. That's in my opinion, it's like bucking the system. You know, you got a guy for a company who is, I, I they're gonna compete. They're not looking to be direct competition because if you're gonna do that, I mean, that's like you're a fucking new, uh, soda pop burp. company, and you're gonna go, yeah, I got a burp. Um, and you're gonna go head to head against Coca Cola. You know, like it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's like, dude, it's fucking Coca Cola. Yeah, right. It's you're like in, you're you, in for a battle. That's for you sure. You can't do that. You can you can find your niche. And slowly, maybe take away from that, which is I, what AEW's plan is. You know, well, they want to be an alternative. I'm reading here that Billy Gunn talking about Batista and Goldberg joining too AEW. Yeah, that would be the shit. There's a. Uh, I know Batista was just. Uh, he was. I think he was on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk Is Jericho. Um, I don't know what the rumor is. They had. Uh, they had shared a breakfast together. <laughs> mm. Breakfast and contracts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fucking awesome. I, I like Batista, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Goldberg, too. Mm. I, I was a Goldberg fan, man. T dude, tell me how awesome fucking that was back in the day. Yeah. Like, to A guy, he reminded me of, like, a modern version back then of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Except what? he didn't get gassed when he ran together. <laughs> <laughs> he was done. For, but, you know, if, I wasn't a huge wrestling fan, kind of. I lost it, you know, after a lot of the Hogan stuff. Right. And, but then, you know, uh, you know, Goldberg really brought me kind of back in. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and with the Stone Cold thing, those two, I, I love both of those guys. Right. And I think they kind of re-energized um, a lot of things for that for that whole company, for sure. Yeah, so and, that, for Goldberg going to AEW, I think that's I think it's awesome. Oh man, that's super huge. And they had, did you watch his uh, last run? He did like a, what no, was it a year ago? No, 
with WWE. It was it was super cool. Man, he fought Brock at Mania. Uh, I did see that one. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. And it that, was good. Yeah. He looked good for being fifty years. I old, thought dude. so. I thought so. Yeah, because that was what last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I did watch that. I, I ain't gonna lie. I was getting fucking jacked, dude. <laughs> it's like pounded on shit. Like, it's fucking kicks ass. Yeah. He so, was. He had the. He had. Uh, other than probably Ultimate Warrior, yeah, who had the who had the perfect energy for the nine or uh, whatever I was, probably ten or eleven years old, right? When when Warrior was like at his height, yeah, yeah, that was a perfect energy for like an eleven year old, where you're running around the oh living yeah. Room and, but I, how did how did his skin get so red? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> if he like, Warrior, yeah, he would like tighten his wristbands. I mean, he was like bright red. I was I like, this guy, I like, remember <laughs> trying to copy him because he'd tape up his wrists and he'd have the tassels on his yeah. arms. And I'd be a kid, and like immediately you'd cut off all the circulation. Yeah, yeah. like six different parts of your body. Yeah, you're like I don't know how Warrior does it. I just, yeah, you know, how do I don't you do it? Warrior well, a lot like of people. Does. Do you guys remember the the rumors back in the day that <laughs> Ultimate Warrior died? Yeah, and there yeah. was like a bunch but, of different. I was gonna. Ask, that was my next question. How many were there? There I mean, was only one, and his name was James Helwig, and he's actually from Indiana. So that's pretty crazy knowledge to drop on you guys. Yeah, but yeah. I think the same the same energy he had that that like crazy like uh, Goldberg had the same thing. Yeah, like short sure. bursts of energy. Yeah, and then get the fuck but, out of yeah, there. Yeah, but Goldberg seemed more legit athletic wise, whereas Warrior was legit. I mean, body wise, he's fucking great, dude. Like, look like a fucking superhero. Yeah, but. He was coming out as more of a character. Yeah, he was a gimmick. He had a gimmick. Goldberg to him. was he, he was one of the kind of the first wrestlers I seen where he was like doing some MMA type shit, like some uh arm bars and fucking leg locks and like fuck uh the DDP match against uh where was that at at Halloween Havoc, I think it was, where it cut off and then they had to reshow the end or the complete match on Nitro the next day. Goldberg was doing like fucking backflips and shit, dude. It's He's a big dude to be doing that stuff. Yeah, man, but he was super athletic and he was just intense. He'd come out like, <sighs> like yeah. breathe the fucking yeah. fire of the entrance. It's kind of scary. It was fucking. <laughs> would you want to fuck with that dude? Absolutely not. He was, dude, his traps, man. I'd never seen anybody with traps like that uh, except for Road Warrior Hawk, like back in like the yeah. 80s, dude. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> pretty pretty damn intimidating though man yeah dude those were good times so like to see him come back and it was a great story that was told too he came back and did it uh just so his kid his son could see what he did and he got to win the belt again and his son seen all that shit dude and he put on a good performance yeah man. Like, yeah it was you, good how do you know you can't write nothing that good so talking about uh Lesnar, maybe you guys know his insiders here. Is he gonna? Is he gonna ever go back to UFC and do well, anything? Here's the deal, and and the Lesnar thing is with the whole AEW involvement. Like I said, AEW is owned by the Khan family, who own the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are worth like six point something billion dollars and change. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot <laughs> yeah. of fucking money, yeah. and they have their. But they are Tony Khan, who is uh, the guy running AEW. He's the younger Khan. He's been a lifelong wrestling fan. Like, he was just on Talk as Jericho, and he's, like, just spouting off shit to Chris Jericho that amazed him, where he's like, yeah, uh, I remember uh, I was at this thing, and it was back at the last show you ever did for ECW, and you were fighting this guy, and Jericho's sitting there, like, whoa, like, what the fuck? Like, hey, you you know this shit, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but he's also, I think they have a soccer team that they own, uh, He's a and he's a good sports numbers guy, you know? So it's not like this is just some rich dude who bought a wrestling company. This is a guy who's passionate about the business, who knows business, for one, and he's got the financial backing. There's been rumors of Brock talking to them, and they've been meeting with them. Uh, 
Randy Orton's another guy. Um, but I know they they were trying to set up WWE and UFC, which they've been doing a lot of kind of cross-promotional shit nowadays, which is kind of weird. And I don't think the previous owners wanted to do that. Um, but now that you have whoever the fuck owns them now, and Dana White is publicly came out and said he's a huge, Vince McMahon was a huge influence on him as I'm far sure. as a promoter and shit. Um, and it makes sense to kind of cross over, you know. UFC is at a kind of stalemate as it far is. as talent. Yeah. Um, the whole CM Punk experiment was fucking retarded. Yeah, that did not work out. No. And I was rooting for him, too. I was, you know, because it, he was a wrestler for one. For two, it's like he's a name. And I, he had, like I said, there was a good backstory. He wasn't, uh, like, here's the thing. Guys like Brock Lesnar, and there's also another guy, Jack Swagger, who just had his first debut with Bellator. Yeah. And is a legit collegiate wrestler. These guys who have real legit backgrounds in either albeit martial arts or wrestling, collegiate wrestling, and most of the time it's fucking the wrestlers that come out on top. Yeah. Um, they fucking go over and they do well. But CM Punk didn't have any sort of combat background. No, and, and he was a little older too. Yeah, he I was mean, older. I mean, he was what, late 30s, I think, when he did that? Or Yeah. Well, and look at Batista too. He, I, think, I don't know how many uh, bouts he had under his belt, but I think maybe a couple. Just one or two. Yeah. Didn't he, uh, or am I thinking Lashley that beat Bob Sapp? It might have been Lashley. Lashley, I think. And Lashley, dude, he's he's another guy. He's in his 40s, and that guy doesn't age, dude. I would love to see that match in WWE, uh, even if they did like a sanctioned MMA-style bout between him and Lesnar. Two super huge heavyweights that are legit backgrounds. Yeah. Like, Lashley's a legit um, military wrestler, you know, like in, in college. That was, and he, I think he had uh, finished his MMA career. He hasn't fought in like a year and a half, maybe almost two years, but it was like 15 and two. So if who would Lesnar be fighting in the UFC? Cormier. I mean, it's the it? dream match. And Cormier wants it. And here's the cool thing. Cormier is a huge WWE fan. Uh, it, it's The story's there. It yeah. writes itself, yeah. you know, yeah. like make it happen. How badass so you, you think would Cormier it, may at some point retire from UFC and transition to WWE maybe even? I do. I do. I mean, I that, that's kind of how that. some of that works. It's probably right, is. Well, look at Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That was her dream. Before she wanted to be an MMA uh, person, she was fucking, you know, a little girl sitting there like, I, I love Roddy Piper. You know, that right. shit's awesome. I, I would say it's probably easier to be in the WWE than it is to be an MMA fighter. I mean, when you look yeah. at the training aspect. Right. I mean, obviously, the schedule and the touring is one thing. But, you know, when you look at, you know, the training, I mean, WWE probably doesn't have to train as much, I wouldn't think. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I think you're keeping just your, not getting punched and kicked. In that the that's yeah, what I think it right, goes yeah. down to because the training the is really similar, and you have a lot. There's a lot of uh, mixed martial artists crossing over right now. I mean, you have Filthy Tom Lawler, who was the champion for uh, Major League Wrestling, right now. Um, there's a bunch, just a bunch of guys. Like I said, Jack Swagger, who was uh, he came from the WWE world into MMA and looked really impressive in his first bout with uh, Bellator. Uh, this just happened at the last Bellator event like a month ago going on. Um, it, it's super crazy. I think the training aspects are, are very similar because especially in wrestling, you want to be like a uh, – to make you like if you're a submission specialist, to make it believable, you got to be well-versed in that shit and know how to True. really do it. Yeah. But you're just not executing. Much like Ronda Rousey when – and fuck, dude, some of those strikes. And I, I think she fucks up more than she doesn't, but – uh. 
Man, and when she gets ready to slap on that fucking arm bar, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, right. dude, they better watch out, you know, because, like, she's legit. And yeah, well, she's trained, too, so her, her brain kicks in, you know, and goes, right. uh, you know what I mean? That's, you never right. know what can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool time, man, for wrestling. Like I said, it's a, it's another, what we're calling, like, the third boom period, and it's cool to be, like, a part of it and actually be a part of it right now and to tell the story of it and to be involved with a lot of these people and to witness it happening right now you know because it's not like i said it's not just wwe anymore there's a lot of stuff going on and the way social media much like you being a promoter yourself with your business um the the age of the internet i mean it's it's a good thing and it's a bad thing but as far as promoting your business or you know we were talking earlier about you know we're both musicians that do music that it's it's crazy the platform that social media has in the internet has given you yeah to well, be able to promote yourself, it's 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 a train, man. It's either you get on or you get run over, right? You know, I mean, you got to be on top of your game and you, mm-hmm. you got to get it out there and, and you got to embrace it. You know what I mean? Because I mean, me, I I wasn't that good with it. You know right. what I mean? Social media, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. But now it's like second nature. If you run a business or you promote anything you're doing, you have to. You got to be on it. You have you to. And it's and you know, even still like the old school methods of like, you know, we got the flyers for Warrior Wrestling 4. They're, those old school tactics are still relevant, but that's back in the day that's all you could could do. Whereas now you have the ability to utilize and get a a worldwide reach with your product. Much like what we do here at the Green Door, you know, in Juice Pro Wrestling, and we got people listening all over the world. Where they like it or not, it's a different story. <laughs> but uh, it, it's there, you know, and there are numbers and people listening, and it's super cool to think that, hey, man, we come in here and just have people have fun, and uh, the whole world's listening and watching, you know? like It's that easy. It's a touch of a button, man. It really is, you know? And and so, like I said, going back into, like, the music thing, too, um, as far as promoting, in, like, my band Handsome Prick when we do shit, dude, like... I've noticed back in the day when uh, when we were in Decrypt, which was a earlier old school incarnation of what we have become now um, with a couple different members, but uh, this was back in like MySpace where even then when we were going on tour, we noticed, okay, we're in Arizona, let's get on MySpace real quick and do all the group shitter. I, don't, I can't remember if they had groups on MySpace. It's so weird. But uh, it was I remember trying to get people to go to the show that night. It's like, hey, we're here, we're in Arizona, do this, do that. And it, it was useful, but it's still not as, like, how it is nowadays. Oh, you had to work a little harder with MySpace. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, now it's, you know, it's on your, your phone, every cellular device, you know, laptop, whatever. It's it's almost too easy. And apps. Apps are another big thing that even, fuck, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't really have much of those, you know, where I, we do uh, a lot of bands in town. Yeah. Where anytime yeah. we're playing a show, dude, yeah. it's people are gonna know about it. And I could send them direct messages saying, Hey, handsome pricks playing here, check it out, or we got a gig coming up or merch coming out, you know. You gotta pay for that service when you when you do no. that or oh it's free. That's yep. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool, man. Anytime I go out of town or I'm doing something or whatever, I go first on that app and who who's here tonight, you know, who's around, who's close. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, social media and, and it's same thing for wrestling and it's weird now because we were talking about this uh what like last week or a week or two ago um feuds now yes they do play out on tv but they're started really in like twitter 
fucking battles and shit, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like it going back and forth through through it's all you know, like you know, yeah. I feel like I'm fight with my friend over text, you know, it's the same thing as I was, right. it's broadcast to uh, you know, fifty million people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then it leads up to like this the finale, the fucking battle that airs on TV or yeah. pay per view or whatever you have, you know, it's like it's no gone really are the days of like I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do to you though. Yeah, you waited for that though. You know what I mean? You waited for yeah. them to come, you know, face to face and 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 talk shit to one another right. and see that, you know. And obviously you still see it a little bit now with, you know, UFC and boxing, right. you know, when they do their you know, do their the press thing. conferences. Yeah, and, right. and like AEW they just did one in Vegas. Um a guy, a huge wrestler right now by the name of Kenny Omega came out and was attacked by none other than Chris Jericho. And the the setup was great, dude. Like it's they had a match in Japan that was fucking awesome about a year ago, and they're kind of reviving this rivalry. And Kenny comes out; he had just announced he had signed with All Elite Wrestling, uh, fresh off his contract from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then out comes Chris Jericho, like just kind of staring him down for a moment before he bitch smacks him, and he's setting up a story and a feud right there, dude. You know, like. Right. It it had that big fight feel to it, that old school feel, you know. And then after that, social media is going nuts, you know. So it's it's just a crazy thing to be a part of, whether you're on any side of the business as far as talking about it or promoting or booking or whatever, you know, or actually wrestling. It's like it's it's nuts, man. Well, it's our it's our version of you know uh, cars and planes and and transportation and shit like that. You know, you see when you, when you look back through history. Uh, of how think how much some change in the course of like 10 20 years when you look at these 10 20 years right now 50 years from now you're going to see wow that's a big transition right. life changes for everybody I'll be sitting next time you're on I'll be sitting here talking to a fucking we'll be old men you'll be a fucking hologram or something <laughs> <laughs> be like you the simpsons you yeah. know like 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 a a frozen head in a jar yeah. and <laughs> it'll be like they do nowadays like they got like the zappa hologram coming out and they had the easy tupac and all that shit. yeah tupac You'll be deceased, and I'm like, hey, we're bringing Shane back on the show. Hey, <laughs> I'm a, guys. I'm going to spend $2 million to bring you back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not worth that. Oh, well, you know, I probably <laughs> won't have it, but, you know. <laughs> that's how they'll do that shit. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of all the, the wrestling news I really got in, but I kind of want to go back into what you're doing uh, with the art theater as far as how many uh, – you guys got some more events coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. We've, um, you know, we've come into this and, and – Prior to, you know, kind of me buying this place, worked really hard to, to get ahead of things. Now, is it just, not to interrupt you, but is it just you or you and a partner? No, I do have a business partner. A uh, little shout out to him, Mr. Blake Gillespie. Um, he was actually uh, covered. What's his last name? Gillespie. Is he really related to Dizzy, famous jazz artist? If I, I hope so. <sighs> Throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a boo. You don't know your jazz. That's a boo on your part, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, but he he's kind of um, you know, he's our my kitchen guy. He kind of handles okay. the whole kitchen experience, right. the dining experience, all that kind of stuff. And then um, I'm I'm the entertainment side. So you know, we kind of come together. We've been looking for a project to do for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, this just happened to come about at the right time. You know, so the inception of this was um, last last summer. Last June, we started working on this together. And then, you know, just closed on this whole deal, uh, you know, mid-January. And come in like gangbusters, man. So we're working hard to bring some great entertainment to the area uh, on a scale that's kind of never been seen 
through right. this city anyway. So, yeah, we have um, you know a couple things. We have um, we have a really cool event coming up this Saturday. Uh, it's um, I've partnered with a Hollywood actually movie production company really? to do screenings. Nice. So nice. essentially, it's a free event. You know, you could walk in, families, whoever. And uh, they give you kind of like a you know a few pieces of paper with some questionnaires on it. Then at the end of the movie, um, they'll interview you, get some feedback, whatever. And then they kind of tally all that, take it back, edit it to kind of what tailor it to more what they think people might want to see. Mm-hmm. So that's we're, we're doing that this Saturday, um, which again that's something they've never had around here. Normally you got to go to Chicago for those kind of right, things right. or a, a bigger market. So um, and that's the kind of vibe I get from you and what you're trying to do is you don't have to go to fucking Chicago and we're not very nope. far from Chicago but let's face it we've been there a million times you know all fuck between all three of us we I'm sure it's been a ridiculous amount of times for different various events I like it but I fucking hate it at the same time it's just dude yeah. there's if I can do the same thing in my hometown why not Right. If if that's something you guys can bring in, why not, dude? Yeah, I mean, you go to Chicago. I mean, one, you you gotta you gotta transport yourself up there, whether it's the train or drive. You gotta park for fifty bucks. Yeah, and I'm sure even the people in the city living there are thinking the same fucking right. thing. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They got an Uber for ten, fifteen bucks right. minimum just to get somewhere. So, um, yeah, we're gonna work really hard to bring quality entertainment. You know, not just for guys like us, but for right. families, kids, whatever. Um, we've we're we're bringing movies back. Nice. So the art theater hasn't showed movies in quite some time. Has it um, has it been that long? Yeah, they were they were doing some like DVD type things for a little while, which mm-hmm. you you know you, you still you, got secure rights and all that. Oh man, yes, yeah. yeah. I'm going through. Uh, that's what I'm working on now. So we had to invest pretty heavily in uh, in the projector. It was it was broken. Mm. So uh, we got that. I actually had that sent out prior to me owning it, just because I knew it had to be done. So we got that sent out, repaired. It's fixed now. So now I'm in the process of uh, negotiating with Hollywood. So yeah, not not a fun not a fun yeah. thing to be a part of. You know, they send you these contracts that are an inch and a half thick, and they want you to sign your life away, pretty much. Right. So, um, but you know, the movies the way I'm viewing it are are more for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want them back. You know, you can do a lot of things with kids, schools, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. We're partnering with the schools to do um, some events for the kids. They come in, they see movies, all that kind of stuff. So Friday, Saturdays are, are going to be live entertainment. Nice. Um, whether it's a concert, a comedy show, um, freestyle DJs. I mean, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of do it all. You know, we're planning some some bigger events as we move through spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do a three day uh, Cinco de Mile type thing um, with some boxing on the big screen. There's always a big Latin boxing right, match right. Saturday. You know, around the Cinco de Mile. So we're gonna be doing that, showing on the big screen, um, along with some DJs, mariachis. And, oh and- yeah. Yes, Latin cuisine. Love that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we're really trying to hit a, a lot of demographics. Right. You know, we had talked a little bit earlier before the show about, um, you know, Star Plaza being gone. Right. That option's not there anymore. No. You know, my, my first experience with, with going to a comedy show was going out there, you know, and seeing that and seeing concerts. That My first concert ever um, was Willie Nelson at... Star Plaza Theater, man. <laughs> Smoke a yeah, right. Yeah. So um you know, that coupled with, with just the history of the room itself. Right. Um, I mean, and as a musician, the potential of that space is is unbelievable. Oh yeah. So, you know, you get these old buildings and, and how you know they're plastered and cemented and, and structurally. I mean, sound is phenomenal. Um, so we're gonna really focus on that, um, get some high 
quality gear in this place. Um, bring in bands, bring in, uh, you know, whatever we can do to um, obviously, one, be profitable and invest back into that theater. Right. Because it, ne- it needs some TLC, mm-hmm. you know. So um, we're working really hard, and we've invested a lot at this point, upgrade facilities and electrical and all that good stuff. So uh, it's going to happen, and, and we're, we're, we're bound and determined to put Hobart on the map. Well, fuck yeah. And yeah. I could totally agree with that. And everybody listening right now, I need you guys to all be on board with that. I mean, it sounds like something that how could you not be, you know? Uh, this is... It's really great, and I, especially in the summertime around here downtown. I love it, dude. Like, it, it's getting better and better. You know, Sretton, you you guys have the bookstore going on. We got Teddy in, who's got uh, Montego Bay down here. Um, we I, last summer I had a great time. You know, yeah. it was yeah. it was the first time in a long time I'd really gotten to get out and enjoy downtown Hobart in a long time. Now, don't get me wrong; there's still I would love to see more businesses come down in here. Like I love how like Valparaiso, for example, they it's just like a plethora of whatever you know. Yeah, it's got um, a little bit of everything. It does, know? but the, the one thing they really don't have is like an entertainment center, like what you guys are doing, you know? Right, and and nobody around here has it, you know. No, Valpo has you know the little outdoor complex that they kind of use yeah. you know, for their festivals in summer, but when when you get into an indoor, you know, all year round type facility, mm-hmm. this is the only one around, you know. And and when you look at it globally, there's only there's less than 40 of these single screen theaters left in the country. Right. You know, so they're, they're going away. Um, but hopefully we can ride the wave where people want to see it again, want to be a part of it again and, and hopefully bring us back. But we need the support, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, from, from, from groups like you guys, you know, bringing us down here to talk about this, um, supporting local businesses together in the community. You know, we need, we need people to come out and be a part of it and, and support, everything that hopefully we do oh yeah and i think uh you know a lot of people i really do think a lot of people are passionate about the art theater and i you know i think what you guys have planned is i wish you all the best and i i think it's going to be very successful because you have a good game plan you know diversity is key um and hitting it hard in the paint man and just going full yep. throttle and that's what you guys are going to do and it's going to be super awesome and I can't wait to see where you guys take us. Uh, is there anywhere that uh, social media wise where everybody can find you guys? Yeah, most definitely, of course. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple sites we use right now. Essentially, it's kind of two businesses in one. Um, you can visit the the Hobart Art Theater through Facebook. We're kind of running everything through there right now. Um, also, um, the current name is uh, Three Monkeys Pub Hobart. You can view all, everything through there. You know, even get into the um, the dining experience as far as food specials, drink specials, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So you guys got some bomb ass food down there. We are going to update the menu some. Um, we're going to bring in a grill. We're going to start doing steaks. Ooh, yeah. chops, things like that. We're going to bring it up a little bit. Fuck you the know. sushi steaks. Uh, yeah, gotta so, get that protein. Yeah. So um, you know, we're also talking about summertime. You know, you talked about kind of the lakefront experience, right? You know, we want to bring in a smoker. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and keep it in, in the back of the building, you know, s- smoke some different things and, uh, you know, be a part of kind of the Lakefront Fest when they do that every Thursday. Right. Um, oh, I love that. I hit it up every Thursday, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to exhaust all efforts to um, to be successful at this point. You know, th- th- this is my life. It's my job. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of the old days, you know, in the band when you're grinding and pounding the pavement. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it's I'm, I'm just doing it now on a different scale. Right. So, um, no, we're excited. We're excited to be part of the community. We're excited to be neighbors with you guys. Um, so uh, sky's the limit, man. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what we like to hear. Yep. And I think everybody in this city is going to like to hear. And they're, it's you guys are going to prove it, man. They're going to bring some good entertainment in here. And it's yep. 
It's going to kick ass. Yep, yep. We're hoping to have a, a really big announcement coming up later this week. So um, hopefully we'll get that secured and, and get that news out to everybody. So. Yeah. Everybody pay attention to your Facebook pages, uh, especially the Art Hobart. It's Hobart Art Theater, the Ho- I believe, yeah, is what the, it's under. Yeah, the Hobart Art Theater and Three Monkeys Pub Hobart. They do have a, a Crown Point location. So we're we're currently running under their old page until we, we update again to the Brick House Bar and Grill. I like that. I like the brick house, man. It's got that old school vibe. You know, it fits. Yeah. It's Hobart. Yeah. I wanted to call this episode the art of the brick house brawl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Quite the wordsmith uh, over yeah. here. <laughs> Thank you. I try. <laughs> um, man, dude, I'm super excited, man. I just, I love to see people in the community doing stuff like this and like good, you know, positive shit, you know, like absolutely give, giving back, um, giving something to the community that people don't have. In, especially downtown here, like it, a lot of people, I think, uh, don't realize how awesome of a place like downtown Hobart is and the potential it can be. You know, once everything's said and done with this construction that they're doing, um, the lakefront and all that, that, you know, the perfect example is like I loved going every Thursday. Uh, I thought uh, Nikki Clemens did a great job of putting on those, uh, having all the different food vendors there yeah. and different bands. I'd go out with my old lady, have a good time for a little while, and then maybe, you know, kind of bamboozle myself down to the bars. Or, oh, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nikki's great. Uh, Nikki yeah. Lopez now, she got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've worked with her quite a bit so far on working through some things. You know, Hobart's doing the big country jam at the Bricky Bowl. Yep. Um, that's June 1st. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be hosting uh, kind of the unofficial type after party for them uh, at the theater. Sweet. So, you know, uh, that she, event. And she's like the, she's some kind of head of small business or something. Yeah. She, yeah. She kind of. Um, some with the city now, right? Yeah. I, I want to say economic development or something of that nature, I believe her title is. Sorry, Nikki. We're not trying to botch this for you. but <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. Yeah. No, but she works uh, side by side with the mayor in that office. Um, really coordinating events for the city, um, getting the businesses themselves to kind of work together and set up things. That's what it's know. all about, man, networking, dude, and everybody helping each other out, and you build this monster where everybody can just have fun, man, Yeah, and live life like you should, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're seeing a lot of a com- camaraderie now, you know, with you know Montego Bay is doing really well. Right. You got the new toy store over there. Yep. Um, you know, the bookstore is really cool. Um, and librarium. I mean, there's a lot of yep. a lot of cool things, you know. So, um, just got to build on it and encourage people to be a part of it. You know what I mean? So, um, whatever we can do and be a part of is 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 awesome. That is correct. <laughs> that <laughs> is throw, correct. <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that down on there. Well, I'm gonna tell everybody where they can find the Juice Pro Wrestling real quick. Uh, you could check us out every week on any podcasting platform. So whether you're listening to Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all that shit, uh, jpdub.com is a direct link right now to our YouTube page. You can check us out on Instagram at Juice Pro Wrestling. We're also on Facebook at Juice Pro Wrestling. As I uh, mentioned or alluded to earlier, the Juice Pro Wrestling Universe, that's our group page. You can join that and share any kind of wrestling culture information that you want and have a good time. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. What's that voicemail? 1-872-267-4199. What did you say? 
I said one eight seven two two six seven forty one ninety nine. Good Lord! Hey, did we forget about time lounges? No, we didn't. You we can never al- do. <laughs> we never do. You can also shop at the record bin. Get all the great vinyl that you love. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Tom. Now Good I, job. Yeah, I expect $100, and you need to salt my walkway. <laughs> oh, God, the juice will set you free. You can also, uh, we're on Spotify. I'd like to reiterate that right now. Um, we just got on there, what, three weeks ago? Yes, it's been doing. Yeah, been doing pretty good. It's a it's a good platform for young listeners. I don't know, you you listen to a lot of stuff on Spotify, don't yeah, you? Absolutely. There you go. You can find us on there. This episode will be on there, so you can listen to yourself. I'll be I'll be waiting. When I think about you, I never mind. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that song. Um, yeah, you guys can also find us on Twitter at JP Dub Podcast. Do a lot of interacting there. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to everybody around the world listening, everybody participating, interacting on social media. Uh, we're super pumped for the art theater, for Shane and your buddies uh, to get everything up and going. Um, once again, as it pertains to what our subject matter is, uh, we'll be there for the Hornswoggle event, as we're going to be there for a lot of your events. But yeah. yes, Saturday, again, March the 30th, Hornswoggle. Come out. Come yeah, out yeah. Support. Some of us might time. be in your bar for non-events. <laughs> yeah. It's for a regular yeah. Tuesday, No, th- that's a cool thing, though. Like, I'll be hey, there with you. When we have guests, you know, it's I last summer I loved to bring people down to the bar. You know, they had good food and some brews and, you know. Kind Come on down. Little, yeah, we'll treat them right and have yeah. a great time while we do it. Yeah. Currently the only non-smoking bar in the city. Yeah, and this you know what? True. And that's a good thing. I, I'm a smoker myself, but it I'll be honest with you. I can't even go in the other bars where it's like it's just a ton of people smoking. Even though I smoke, it's like it gets to me. Well, when you so when you're eating, you know what I mean? It's oh, that not, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a big deal. It's like, get know? the fuck out! That shit sticks on you, you know? Sure yeah. <laughs> It's a stinky. It's so stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we're going to keep it real gangsta. Thanks for coming on, Shane. We'd like to have you back anytime. My pleasure, guys. I'd love to be here. Um, I I appreciate the opportunity, so it means a lot. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. And there's uh, one more thing we got to do before we go off here. What's that? Wet I'm up. Wet I'm up. Wet I'm up. Wet I'm up. You gonna do sex to me? Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in store. And right now, Get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. On the Paychex Business Series, Gene Marks talks with business owners and experts about business innovation and thriving in the future. Hear from guests like Rich Rowell of Facebook, Meredith Schmidt of Salesforce, and more. Listen at Paychex.com slash business series.